The election is here and it could drastically change the media landscape here in Canada. I'm Candace Malcolm and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. So I have two quick announcements. The first is that this podcast will be a daily podcast. I'm going to be doing this show every single day, Monday to Friday, throughout the campaign for the duration of the election to keep you informed and to let you know what's going on in Canada on election front. So make sure you tune in every day for this podcast. Second, we did our first live election kickoff show last night. It was a great success. We were live for about two and a half hours. We had Andrew Lawton in Ottawa. He was doing reporting for us, breaking it all down. We had special guests, including Danielle Smith, MPs Garnett Jenis, uh, Tom Kmetch, True North has hired an in-house pollster, Hamish Marshall, to help us make sense from an analytical perspective to break down the numbers. And I was in studio with True North contributors, Sue Ann Levy and Anthony Fury. It was a lot of fun. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, I encourage you to go on over to YouTube or Facebook and check that out. We're going to be doing more of these live podcasts on other big nights throughout the campaign. So we'll be there uh, the night of the English debate as well as on election day. So I hope that you can go and check those out and I hope you enjoy that content. We're really looking forward to what True North is going to be doing throughout this campaign. We've got a lot of scoops, a lot of new reporters working for us, a lot of content that we are working hard to create for you. So very excited about that. And thank you to everyone who has been supporting True North throughout. If you're interested in supporting any of our shows, this podcast, our reporting, I encourage you to head on over to donate.tnc. News, where you can learn more about supporting independent journalism in Canada. Now, I know that a lot of people out there feel a little bit uninspired in this election. They worry that Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole doesn't have what it takes to beat Justin Trudeau, and that even if he did, perhaps he wouldn't be much better. There is one area, however, where the leaders drastically disagree, and that's in regard to the government's involvement with the media. As you know, journalism in Canada over the last half decade has lost so much of its independence and autonomy. The separation between journalism and government in Canada, or lack thereof, is a serious threat to our country. How on earth can you trust journalists who are being paid by the government? How can you trust them to report the facts or tell the truth to Canadians when their jobs are literally reliant upon funding by the government. That's their business model. They need that money to survive. And it's not just the government that funds them, it's one party in particular, and that's Justin Trudeau's Liberals. Trudeau has drastically expanded the role of government in our media in Canada. First, by increasing the budget of the CBC and bankrolling their new venture into online English news. And then after Trudeau tilted the playing field in favor of CBC, hurting the newspaper and their business models, which were increasingly reliant on subscriptions and getting Canadians to pay for their news, while well, he had to turn around and subsidize the newspaper business to the tune of $595 million. And it doesn't even end there. As reported by True North, a government program called the Local Journalism Initiative gave $50 million to legacy media outlets, and the government refused to disclose who they were giving the money to. The initiative was devised by Trudeau in 2018 as basically just yet another bailout. The Department of Canadian Heritage told this to True North in an email. They wrote, 
to protect the arm's length relationship between the government and supported news organizations. The program is administered by seven not-for-profit organizations that represent different segments of the news sector. Therefore, the Department of Canadian Heritage is not directly involved in application processes nor funding decisions and does not collect third-party personally inidentifiable information during the course of the administration of the program. So the government claims they're not even keeping track of who is getting this bailout cash. And that's not the only issue. As reported by Blackhawks reporter, the Trudeau government also spent $61 million on emergency relief to media companies during the pandemic and once again refused to disclose who got that cash. This is a quote from the Canadian Minister of Heritage, Stephen Galbeau. He said, These measures demonstrate the government's commitment to both a robust, diverse, and sustainable news ecosystem and ensuring Canadians can receive the timely information they require from their government. I like how he threw in the word diverse, although I can guarantee that no center-right or right-wing news organizations were the recipient of any of that cash. Of course, the news outlets that receive funding in these schemes range from the center-left all the way to the fringe far left of our news political spectrum. You're not going to see any conservative outlets on those lists, even if they were to disclose them, which they are not going to. So we know what we will get if Trudeau wins. If he gets his majority, he'll be emboldened to impose even more restrictions on online speech, like his draconian bills C-36 and C-10, and he'll probably create lots of additional funding, a lot of more sources, more cash, not just to the CBC, but to the entire legacy media. We know what we're going to get with Trudeau. Aaron O'Toole, by contrast, released his own proposed platform on Monday, and it gives conservatives and free speech activists something to be hopeful for. As reported by Andrew Lawton at True North, O'Toole's platform includes a review of the CBC's budget, and it also plans to scrap those controversial internet censorship bills proposed by the Liberals. This is from Andrew Lawton's report. Let me read from it. A Conservative government under Aaron O'Toole will evaluate CBC's place in the Canadian media landscape. The Conservative Party of Canada's 2021 platform, Canada's Recovery Plan, lays out a three-pronged plan for CBC. One, giving Radio Canada a distinct legal and administrative st structure. Two, to protect CBC Radio and CBC North. And three, to review the mandate of CBC's English, television, news, and online services. So, as Lawton is reporting, basically, O'Toole wants to turn CBC more into something like a public interest model, like uh, that of PBS in the United States. So Lawton notes that this doesn't go quite as far as O'Toole pledged during his leadership campaign, but it's still stuck in the right direction. This is more from Lawton's report. The pledge is more modest than what O'Toole promised last year during his leadership campaign. O'Toole's leadership platform promised to privatize both CBC News Network and CBC's English television within a first mandate, as well as roll back and ultimately end funding for CBC Digital. Asked Monday morning whether he'd be fulfilling his leadership CBC commitments, O'Toole restated the platform pledge to review the state broadcaster's mandate. I, I think it's unfair for private sector media outlets that are struggling to transition to digital, that are struggling to gain advertising revenue, to see the state competing against them, particularly in areas of, of digital, where the, 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 the CBC increases have actually made it harder for the private sector. And then Mr. Trudeau creates a media bailout fund uh, to, to deal with some of the challenges he's caused. So it is the time to, to modernize. It is the time to respect 
the public interest mandate done by CBC in terms of radio being uh, non-commercial, the service to rural communities, French language services are critical, and Indigenous languages uh, are critical as well. But we are going to review where there is competition with the private sector. We need a, high, uh, a competitive and successful private sector in all media, and we need to balance the playing field with the American web giants, but without attacking Canadians' liberties on social media. Well, it is no wonder the media are quietly cheering for Trudeau and disingenuously skewing their coverage. This is why they picked up on Trudeau's deliberate election wedge issue, the issue of mandatory vaccines for federally regulated industries and vaccine passports for interprovincial travel. And they spent the entire election kickoff news conferences on Sunday with Aaron O'Toole repeating the same question and trying to push that wedge and push Trudeau's agenda. These journalists want Justin Trudeau to win, clearly. And they're clearly threatened by independent news agencies and journalists who are not on the taxpayer dole and therefore get to retain a certain level of credibility, authenticity, and independence. Just look at the reaction, for instance, to True North's Andrew Lawton getting the first question at Aaron O'Toole's Sunday afternoon press conference. First, we see Andrew Coyne, the celebrated journalist who's on CBC and also has a column in the Globe and Mail. He writes, Andrew Lawton gets first question? Seriously? He's so openly bothered by the fact that an independent journalist gets to go to a press conference and ask a question. Why does that even concern Andrew Coyne? What, what, what difference does it make? Who cares who gets the first question? Why is he tweeting about that? Why does that bother him so much? It doesn't really even make sense. He's just openly sort of insecure and dislikes the fact that an independent journalist gets to ask a question. Likewise, this CBC podcaster writes the same thing. He goes, True North gets the first question at the O'Toole presser, as if somehow that's news. Look. Andrew Lawton got the first question because he hustled, he worked harder, and he was there first. The way that these press conferences work is that the first journalist to go up to the microphone gets the first question. It's based on who's there first. It's not some kind of a hidden agenda to allow an independent reporter to ask the first question. But the mere fact that the legacy media reporters are complaining and reporting on this as news is telling. They're threatened by True North. They treat us like we're the opposition like there's something scandalous about independent media. The reality is that these journalists clearly see the writing on the wall. CBC's numbers are in free fall because increasingly Canadians simply aren't interested in what they have to hear and they're not interested in hearing the propaganda from the CBC. And if Justin Trudeau loses his COVID election wager and the Conservatives win this election, the media landscape in Canada will forever change and it won't be in favor of the boring, stuck-up liberal status quo. It will be in favor of independent and authentic journalists like the ones here at True North. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.